Hey, Megan. Hey, Drew. Welcome to my office. Thanks. Haven't seen you for a little bit. Nope, been out running around town. Yep. Trading with Joe. Yeah. Yep. And Kroger's. You ever find it a Kroger's. little bit troubling that you Kroger's? Mm-hmm. You've been in West Virginia, haven't you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, you ever find it a little bit troubling that you can't barter at Trader Joe's? You really can only like you can't go in there with an apple and no, get a can't. gallon of milk for it. Trader Joe's. I don't. Why do uh, I don't know? I don't know why yeah. they're called Trader Joe's. There's got to be a story. Oh, I'm sure there's a story. Mm-hmm. Probably some guy named Joe. Traded something? Started this up. And it was a market-style thing mm-hmm. where at one point in human history, people used to trade things at markets. And they just thought it was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It is. It's catchy. It's great. I like it. Um. So, yeah, we we were in West Virginia. Yeah, for the last few days. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Peyton. a little concerned about your volume. Is uh, that the volume you're going to speak? I mean, at, for at a while until I get warmed up. Warmed up or worked up? Warmed up. <laughs> Do you plan to get worked up today? No, I don't plan on it. Oh. Don't give me an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Megan. Good one. Uh, let me give you just a little more gain. There's Megan, everybody. Here I am. Um. So, yeah, we we planned a trip into West Virginia um, to do some work. Yeah, to do some painting. Yep. I had... I had uh, not promised, but just told your mom, my mother-in-law, that I would help her out on some projects, and this was a good week for that. So, yeah. So you painted their house. You painted my childhood home. I not just walls. Like painting walls would be, you know, like no. easy. Like yeah, I guess I, should, I like, didn't even or safe. I painted <laughs> their bedroom furniture and the brick on the outside of their house. Yeah, those are two very controversial things to paint. It's true. But I Some mean, like, are like, like half of the house was brick. Yeah. Um, and now it's painted brick. It's like and a I different... did it in like a couple of hours. Like I was really concerned as my dad was coming home from work that he might actually just drive past it. Yeah. It does look really different. It is not the same house that I grew up in. Um, yeah. It looks good though. I think it looks great. I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom loves it. Your dad loves it. That's what's most important. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, and then, so your your big reward at the end of the week, after you mm-hmm. did all that stuff, mm-hmm. you got to go to yoga. Yeah. You want to talk about yoga? At I've all? never been to a yoga class before. Um, like a guided yoga. I do. You know, sometimes I do yoga here at home. But you do your own yoga. You do freestyle yoga. Yeah, freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to call it. Um. Yeah, it was really good. It was super hot in there. I don't. I think the class before it must have been hot yoga, yeah, or something. I don't know because it was pretty toasty. Um, but it was just basic beginners yoga, and I really enjoyed it. And there were lots of age, different like ages of people, really young. And I think the lady next to me was like eighty years old, but I didn't know that until we left. And I was, was talking to your mom, I'm like, oh. Peggy, I think her name was Peggy. I'm like, Peggy's going to be such a good friend for you. And she goes, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I think she's like 80 years old. <laughs> I was like, oh. You insulted well. my mother at yoga night. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Yoga is supposed to be about body affirmation know, and life. I and life. I was dark in there. I couldn't see. She, she looked great for an 80-year-old, though. <laughs> she moved um, great for an 80-year-old. I will say there was There was a lot of grunting coming from her, that's from her side, though. <laughs> There was uh, something happened that night. You you told me that they like ended the night with this poem. Oh, yeah. I think it was like a poem. And then, yeah, which we don't have to go there because yeah. it'll be just as frustrating for the listeners as it was for me. Yeah. Um, but I'll bring it up because it happened again last night. So like Megan came home from this yoga night and she's like, uh, at the end of it all, they read this like beautiful, like gratitude, embrace life poem. Yeah. Um, and I'd love for you to hear it. Like you just. And I was like, cool. What did it say? And she said, you know, it was like, choose life. Um, I don't know. You're pretty good at finding these things. See if you can find that. <laughs> that's the um, that's all the information that was given to me. Choose well, life. Well, a few more little, ver- little words in there. Um, and then last night, we were hanging out on the porch just <laughs> like, you know, we had just gotten home from Beckley and we're just trying to enjoy a little we weather. Put the kids to bed early. Put the kids to bed and... And Megan gets like caught on this idea that she wants to hear a song. No, that's not what happened. I had these <laughs> song lyrics in my head. Yeah. And I wanted to he- like yeah, figure stuck out what on song the it song was. And, yeah. you, and you wanted to hear it. And you said, um, and you said, I know the words are, um, can you feel it? Or can you hear it? It was yeah, one of those, one two, of those things. two things. And then, so I was like, Okay, can you give me anything? I was like, no, that's it. That's that's all there is. She said, I'm pretty sure that's a point in the song when everything else is out and they just say, can you hear slash feel it? Yeah, so if um, you know this song, I don't, I would really appreciate it. Or the poem. I would really, we, just cons- yeah, I have yet if, to figure either of them out. And uh, if you'd like any more information on how to find it, if you'd like a few more lines from the poem or... A few more lyrics from the song. She I, has nothing. I have nothing. She's just this. got these like, Megan has these little radar blips. Don't you think, don't you understand how frustrating that is for me that I can't remember? Well, yeah, keep it to yourself. Don't come frustrating me with your issues. Oh, it's so, I'm so mad. Now. now I am worked up. You've got me all. <laughs> I was feeling really good about the day. All right. That's enough of that. Um, so Drew, I have a question for you. <laughs> Speaking of you being worked up. Yep. Yeah. Um, why have you been so mad recently? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we titled this episode of the podcast that, um, yep. because I wanted to take a week and have this conversation. Um, and I want to respond. The first thing I would want to say is, I mean, I'm not. I don't think I am. I have been some, and I am sometimes, but in general, and I think only you could really attest to this, um, you know, really effectively, in general, I'm not living my life, like, angry. No. I'm not, like, charging around, um, just destroying everything I go everywhere. (laughs) Um, But I have certainly in in somewhat public... um, ways and maybe on this podcast a few times I have let's let's use this phrase uh to make it sound like it's an accident I let it slip (laughs) a bit um that I am am a little frustrated 
with some things Mm -hmm. (laughs) the way they've gone in in our faith uh, and in our you know American Christianity American evangelicalism and its current state Mm -hmm. and and I think there are things that um, that a lot of people like us share these frustrations Um, and a lot of the frustrations are things that I've held for a really really long time they're not but I've I've recently started to express them, and I've had a couple of people ask, like, are you kind of mad right now? Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe it would be, I don't yeah. know if fun is the right word, but certainly therapeutic to yeah. just devote an episode to saying, like, no, nah, I'm probably not mad, but I also probably shouldn't um, just keep on going without stopping to talk about this right. for a minute. Um, right. So let me ask you, though, are you, are you mad? No. About anything? Oh, about anything? No, I mean, are you are you mad? You just said no really quickly. Was that a joke? I don't know. You have no frustrations or hang-ups, or you don't you share none of the. Um, well, there's definitely disappointments, I guess. Maybe that I. Yeah, have yeah, at the I moment. sure. I'm sure I share some of them. Disappointments is probably a better word for me than than mad. Like it don't. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense, even considering like our each of our individual like kind of dog in the fight of it all. Like, mm-hmm. like you, I could see you arriving at disappointment, me arriving at frustration, right? Just because of how we both sort of went at it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. for anybody who's listening and has no idea what we're talking about, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we decided to press pause on the church that we started here. Um, and uh, take some time to sort of figure out what we wanted to do next as a community or if it's possible that we just don't want to continue doing anything as a community um, that we've kind of felt like we're in a place um, a real crossroads Mm -hmm. for Risen Church and and Risen Church runs deeper in our bones than risen church like (laughs) this was this was a thing that megan and i we put our entire life savings in um, yeah like our savings account when we moved here just basically transferred over into like we got we got a uh an fei a federal identification number for the church and set up a nonprofit, and then we basically just moved our savings into the church's savings mm-hmm. um, and so like put our life savings in and moved our life here and moved our family here and you know put our kids in school here and basically said like wherever because we always were kind of committed to the idea that like as as far as it is within our control we'd like for our kids to start right and and go to school the same place same, the whole time like yeah, yeah if if that's if that is within our ability to to give that to our children we would really like to yeah um, and so we, we moved here to do that and, and over the course of the last couple of years, I mean, really, you know, maybe for four years, we've been slowly, maybe for five, um, yeah. cause we moved here in the summer of 2016. Uh, we wow. have been seeing like really, really great things happen, really great friends come along really. And then also we've slowly been seeing like, I don't know if this is gonna be our career from here i don't know if this thing that we that we banked on being our our whole life if it's Mm -hmm. really gonna be our whole life right um 
you have any thoughts on that so far? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's been probably the one of, there's probably like two, maybe three things that have been a little little more difficult than others for me. Um, but this has definitely been right up there with number one, probably just like, um, what does that mean for us then? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, everything was planned around risen and, um, and I don't do well to change anyways. So for me to have like a five year plan and then it'd be like a 10 year plan and then a lifelong plan. And for that lifelong plan to be gone, it's just like, yeah. Or seem like it's going to be gone. It just is like, a wow, wait a second. Um, right. It just makes my head spin a bit. And that, um, yeah, and that's it. So that, Because that's, I think there are so many things tied up into that. Like there are lots of little, they don't have to be stressful things, but they are, I, I make them out to be sometimes, most of the time, of just like, well, what does it mean for this part? And what does it mean for this part of life? And what does it mean for this part of yeah. life? And so, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, so So that's the start um, of the conversation. That's where a little bit of like the, and it's just personal stuff, you know, that, that that is entirely professional. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's completely, that's completely a career conversation mm-hmm. um, for me. Right. Now, for, for you, I do think that there's another, because I would say, well, if we want to keep being pastors and we want to keep doing the things we've been doing, we absolutely can. Right. We're just not, you know, I'm not sure it can be our job. Right. Right. Um, and that part, that's the sort of disappointing part of it. Yeah. Um, is to say like, hey, if you really want to move forward in life, um, and, and kind of see the, uh, up and to the right chart mm-hmm. for your, your personal finances and, yeah, and yeah. the things that you may want to happen in your life. Like, you know, that's probably just not, that's not going to be it's where it's at the, for you. Right, right. Um, and that is both a personal experience kind of thing. And it's also, you've heard us talk plenty on this podcast. And if you know us personally, which I think most of the people who listen to this podcast do, like that's, it's kind of a cultural shift too. Like it's happening more than it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really big churches for the most part are getting bigger. Um, a lot of them are doing okay through this. And a lot of churches that used to employ people um, can't really employ people anymore. Yeah. Um, that's just sort of been the, tra- and that's been the, tra- the trajectory um, in American, the American church for, for really kind of a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, just statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Anecdotally, everybody could say like, well, I know several churches that that's not been true for. It's like, well, okay, but this is, this is where the statistics matter on the subject. Like it's just, there is less, um, less growth in those ways. Yeah. Um, for quite a while there's been more churches shutting down than opening Mm -hmm. for for quite some time um and that's frustrating and that's disappointing and that's kind of like you know i don't think that's why i'm angry um and i don't know if i'm totally angry but i don't think it's why you're angry i wouldn't say that i think you could say all of this like this is why it may appear that you're mad it yeah because i'm i'm literally in a place where I'm 34 years old. Uh, I'll be I'll be 35 in another six weeks, mm-hmm. which for some reason feels like a you know anytime it's on a five it just feels like a bigger number or a zero a five or a zero yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in in another six weeks I'll be I'll be 35 years old. Um, this is the job that I have done or have planned to do since I was probably 16 or 17 years old. Around the time I started playing mm-hmm. the guitar, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll do this in church mm-hmm. and maybe I'll become some kind of a pastor. Mm-hmm. And then I started actually reading the Bible and teaching the Bible a little bit at 18 or 19 years old. And so it was my trajectory for like 17 years. Yeah. Um, and so just personally and professionally, I'm in a place of kind of saying like, well, do you just, are you just gonna, you're going to kind of start over, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. The options are. And not just start over, you. start over with. A family. <laughs> Start over with a mortgage and yeah. three children. Um, yeah. 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 It's so it's been a bit stressful. <laughs> so it's a little stressful. Yeah. So that might be that might be a good first answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Like, Drew, why do you maybe seem like you're a little angry? I think I would say first and foremost, I might be a little stressed um, mm-hmm. about that. I am. Um, I'm okay with it. It's not a. I don't think we're making a dangerous decision here. I don't think we're I don't think we're in a place where we're like um, throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and hoping something sticks. Like I have a job that I'm stepping into. Right, right. Like we have seen for the past couple of years, uh, the the money that I make playing music um, slowly grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Um, as the the money that was available for us to work in the church shrank and shrank and shrank. And, you know, you could look at that any way you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of people might have different perspectives on that. My perspective on that at this point is to say like, all right, well, you know, maybe professionally at some point I maybe have a responsibility to look around and say, seems like this thing is better equipped to take care of my family from here on out than that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah. And that just very pragmatically is kind of how we arrived at some of the things that we arrived at. Yeah. So that's not why I'm frustrated. That's not why I'm mad if it Mm -hmm. seems that I'm mad. But that might be why I'm a a little stressed right now. There might be a little bit of tension around the conversation of church for me at the moment because it feels a little bit like some of what I had put my hope in let me down. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? I mean, is that the kind of thing that it's okay to say? Yeah. Some of like, like I put all of my eggs in one basket and 17 years later, like that's not like something that nobody else would do either. Lots of people put all their eggs in one career basket. It's not a church problem as much as it's a professional pragmatic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it. And it also, I don't have any regrets about it. Right. I'm right. not even looking back. I like, mean, the only yeah. thing that I, I mean, if if 21 year old me were here and I could like, hey, couple of ideas for you know preparing him for the future. I'm the only thing I might say is like, you know, get some decent photography of you holding that guitar and be ready to book gigs when they come. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like get in that wedding singing mm. business a little bit and just yeah. you know keep growing that over the years. Like keep that yeah. on the back burner. <laughs> That's the only advice. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. don't do the church thing because I love it. Right. I still love it. I well, still want to have we're these still conversations. Gonna, yeah, exactly. We're still going to do that. We're still going to participate in this. Um, but yeah, just professionally, I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. at a crossroads in my career. Right. And that's a little stressful. Um, but yeah. 
but we have a lot to be grateful for there too. Right. Where it's kind of like, it's not jumping out into nothingness. Right. Um, we're, right. we're just saying, and this has kind of been taking over the bills yeah. anyways. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But back to the question at hand, okay. why is Drew mad? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not it. That's not, okay. And we're back. Our daughters wanted to come in the room and show us that they had uh, face painted, face themselves. painted themselves. Yeah, to look like pirates. They did a good job. Yeah, it's pretty solid. <laughs> um, so the the real question at hand is about Jesus. <laughs> if you want to know why I maybe have sounded frustrated or sounded angry, it is a theological, Bible, doctrinal. Christian and and American conversation and mm-hmm. and maybe an argument um, that I feel like I've just been having with myself. Um, and once we started a podcast and once I started some conversations with even other friends, I slowly became more and more vocal about things that I have been troubled by for forever, hmm. for as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them. That's why I also said, like, even when we talked about, like, the Hell series, uh, we we talked about some things doctrinally there and scripturally there where I would say, you know, anybody who knows me well, even pastors I work for, any of them, mm-hmm. would not be surprised to hear it. They'd be like, well, yeah, we knew that Drew thought that way for as long as we've known him. Yeah. Um, but here recently, I've started talking about some of that stuff um, because I see... A divide, it feels like, coming into, there's a label of Christian and a label of Jesus that's going on a lot of stuff that just isn't Mm. Christian or Mm -hmm. isn't Jesus. Um, And uh, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to have that conversation anymore. I'm, I'm losing... I feel like maybe I've lost my ability and lost my my patience a bit mm-hmm. for not saying, no, 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 no. You can't call that Christian. Like the things that are Christian are pretty clearly defined, objectively defined. Right. Like the way of Jesus is objectively defined. And when we put the title of Christian on various things, various American things, mm-hmm. there is, for me, um, a need for somebody to to step up, for some groups of right. people to step up and say, well, no, 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 no. You can do whatever you want. It's a free country. You can think whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But somebody has to stand up and say, like, Christian that's not that's, Jesus, though. Yeah. 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 Do you have any thoughts on that? And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have this conversation just here and now. I don't know that I've even asked you, like, because you're one of the first people to tell me. You were one of the first people to say, like, I know you're not angry, but you sound kind of angry sometimes whenever you speak back to right. those who handed you your faith or those who, um, and, and I, I'm yeah. genuinely not. Um, angry with those people but I am at the same time like 
I'm in a bit of turmoil. I'm in a bit of like frustration that like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, for me, I think noticing the the frustration and the anger um like it wasn't so much towards the people that have handed it to you i mean maybe a little bit but i can i can understand like that's i can understand that like why you would be frustrated and upset but the thing that that kept frustrating me i guess yeah. would be the fairest way to say it is you being frustrated with the current um way things are going and just you it just seemed like you were like fighting against the waves almost like and i and i that was really hard to bring up because it's almost like why are you trying so hard (laughs) kind of saying like um but it also is sort of like you're not going to be able to change everybody's minds. You're not going to be able to convince everyone and you're just sounding more and more angry. Um, And that was my, I think that was what I said to you. Um, But anyways, what, what did you just ask me? What, how do I, I was asking like, what was, um, I think that's where it began for me. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm asking you now, like what, from someone who doesn't feel some of the same ways that I do about because the thing is I think nine times out of ten probably more like 99 times out of a hundred we pretty much like see eye to eye on things even theologically and doctrinally yeah like, like we arrive at these conclusions together mm-hmm. I didn't decide like maybe I won't be a pastor anymore and then come and tell you right right we decided like this yeah this probably isn't Right. The the path that we thought it was going to be like, I think we I think this, the wise thing at this point would be for us to say. Um, what else has God given us mm-hmm. to work with here? Right. Because um, it feels a little bit like that's just not pragmatically right, right. doing the things that it needs to do for a family of five in yeah. an area like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm asking, what is the right way to, I guess I'm asking, do you see, do you see my points of, of issue clearly? And I'm asking for the podcast because Mm -hmm. I already know Mm -hmm. I've asked you this before, but I'd like for you to maybe say it here. When I say my job, let's say these people, let's just go ahead and say like the church gave mm-hmm. me the job of study the Bible, teach us the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain things that I say from the Bible yeah. that the church then says, Ooh, no, 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 no. Not that though. Right. Right. There are certain American ideals mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to talk about. And some of them seem to me to be the central teachings right. of the way of Jesus like don't judge other people right like that's exactly what he says right and I think everyone would actually agree like, everyone that's would what say yeah that's yeah. what Jesus says right. but then in specific moments and places in time and and in certain situations they would say except <laughs> right, right when they want to um, march in a parade or mm-hmm 
I don't know, sell chicken Monday mm-hmm. through Saturday or. Yeah. Right. There are central to the teachings of Jesus. Love yeah. God, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Um, except. Yeah. When your enemy is um, from a different country, perhaps, and wishes harm upon our country in some way. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, to answer, I guess to just answer that question, I think, I mean, like we've said, we've no, you have been, this isn't new. (laughs) This isn't new. This isn't new since we started Risen Church, even. We knew before we started Risen Church that things would look differently. That's why we started Risen, because we wanted things to look differently. We wanted, we didn't want to to teach the scriptures the same way that we had just been handed, because that's just what we were handed. Like, um, or, or do things the same way just because that's how we had always done it. Um, I think what we didn't know is that we didn't, we thought we could, could change all of that and still do it all the same way, I guess. Like, yeah, that's fair. Um, but at the same time and still get the same amount of people coming, like get the same, like everything to be the same. And then we realized very, very quickly, oh, this isn't going to work very well. Like, yeah. If we, if you break the party line, right, you can't, you can't say, let's have ourselves an American evangelical church. Yeah. But we will be opposed to all kinds of violence. Right. We will say, uh, you know, the way of Jesus would probably require white people to lay down their privilege for the good of others, even Mm -hmm. if it's not fair, Mm -hmm. even if that doesn't seem fair to you, the way of Jesus would say, well, yes, yeah, or get you the most money fair. or get you the what most you the, yeah. success yeah. in America, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. We said maybe we can have an American evangelical church um, and not do those things. And what I think we came up against so many times is like, I don't know, there's a line and, and I don't want this to sound angry too, but there are because I'm actually not angry about it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm more interested in anything and saying my commitment has never been to upsetting anyone. Mm-hmm. My commitment says my commitment is honestly and sincerely. And, and I would hope that you could attest to this better than anybody to teaching the way of Jesus. Yeah. And at times protecting and defending the way of Jesus, being willing to follow in the footsteps of Jesus to charge into the church and flip a table upside down if necessary to say, what have you done mm-hmm. to my father's house? Right. And that's, yeah. But that's, once again, the Jesus that we would say, like, mm, well, not that one, though. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, oh, there's, I feel like there's so much to, whoa. Thunder. Um, I think there's so much to say that it, it it might not be super cohesive or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> um, I I think 
the route we have to take now. And this is just my opinion. I think you probably disagree with me on this. Maybe you don't. But no, I, I, I'm interested to hear. I think the approach we, we I'm having need this to conversation because I don't think the way that I'm approaching it is useful. Yeah. I don't think it gets I think it gets plenty of attention from people who agree with me 100 percent. And I think it. Right. Uh, and I think it's like um, ostracizes. Right. And that's what I was going to agree. So talk. it doesn't result in any repentance for anybody. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's why I want to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't know what the right I don't know exactly what the right approach is. But what what I my opinion is, I guess, is that. We can only worry about ourselves we can only do what we feel god has called us to teach and believe and help people with and and to not try to change hmm. other i don't know definitely not like i, I don't know yeah, because I think you because could become, that's a it's a, a thin line though it is, of like it is. well then do we just keep it to ourselves? You you or, don't want to become right. That's the conversation. Right. That's what I thought would be an interesting conversation for us for a podcast. Honestly, is yeah. like you don't want to become the thing that you're speaking to. You don't right. want to become the new Pharisee mm-hmm. that's now saying you're not in, we're in. Right. You're not doing it right. We're doing it right. right. You don't want to become that. Become that. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to be you know to use a. Man, I wish there were less charged examples, but the charged examples are the ones that like you don't want to be the white person who says, I mean, I don't think black people should have to have their own water fountains, but I'm not going to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that person either. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so that's therein lies the conflict of like, right. I get what you're saying. There's a part of me, too, that's just like, well, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to speak any truth to power. Um, But even there, I think I would have to say like, well, in what way are we following Jesus? Yeah. Because Jesus was crucified for speaking truth to to power. Well, I guess that doesn't make sense either. Never mind. Yeah. I'm backtracking a little bit on what I, because it is, I mean, if we believe, If have, we you, believe, have you found yourself in the same pickle as me now? Are you as mad as Drew? No, I'm not. No, because I, I'm very different than you, and I would just, my yeah. nature, first nature is my first, um, not my first nature, my first. I know what you mean. You, your, uh, your natural response. Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, is to just like, well, this is what I believe. No one else can take that from me, yeah. and I don't have to prove myself any differently to right. anybody else and so if someone wants to have a conversation with me about it great i'll have that conversation but i'm not gonna go right. and right. like try to and i don't say this negatively towards you but just like stir up yeah i and i hear you uh, that's that is the question so the thing that i would have to say to that megan to you mm-hmm. and the thing that i have to say to me drew um is it's a pretty privileged position to get to say that, though. Yeah, it is. You're right. Because we are white. We're in a, in a place and time in human history where whiteness is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get you some, some legs up in the world. We are straight. Mm-hmm. And we're in a community of people that are 
you yeah. know, where, where that has its benefits. Yeah. Um, we are cisgender. We, we've mm-hmm. not had like struggles with our own gender identity or, mm-hmm. or had questions about that. We, we also had incredible loving parents mm-hmm. and, and came from family structures that were, that were great. We were given financial privilege. Yeah. Um, educational privilege, like every possible thing kind of went. And so it is a privileged position for us to sit in and say, well, I when can have it my It all opinion. went in the direction of what? Yeah. What? Um, we were in the current. Yeah. We yeah. were at, we were riding the wave. Right. And so the question becomes, um, do we bear some kind of responsibility yeah. for our gay yeah, brothers right. and sisters to say something for them? Mm-hmm. Do we bear some kind of responsibility for our black brothers and sisters? Right. When, and this is a point where I don't disagree um, with them, but even if I did disagree, I think the position of a follower of Christ would be to say, if my black brothers and sisters feel unsafe, mm-hmm. that's my problem too. Yeah. Because I'm a follower of Jesus, that's my problem too. Even if they're wrong for feeling unsafe, it's my problem that they feel unsafe. Mm. And that's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, you know, what do you do yeah. to that? What, yeah. what do you do with that's it? True. Um, if there is trauma associated with, with teaching young children or even adults that because of who they are or because of how they live or just because they were born that they are on their way to eternal conscious torment by God in hell if there is trauma Mm -hmm. attached to that or if that could manipulate someone to live their life in such a way that they do not want to live their life but they did so because of fear anyways do we bear any responsibility to say hey, we actually don't think the Bible says that. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that that really represents the way of Jesus very well either. Yeah. We, we think that that puts God at odds with Jesus. Right. right. We think that that makes for a, a um, disoriented Trinitarian Godhead, mm-hmm. if you will, <laughs> that you end up with like, Jesus is nice. Yeah. And God is not, or Jesus is nice, and then later he's not. Right. Or right. like, do we have some kind? Do of, you understand the question that I'm right. asking? Like, but I think it's clear now that if we, I say if like, if we do, just you know, hypotheticals, because yeah, I think I know the answer to if we do have that responsibility. Um, well, no, you, you, because it's a tricky question. No, it's like, I know, you can't, but you can't do everything. You can't, you can't address everything and you don't no, want to you live can't. your life angry. And but you I mean, I think there is some sort of like, yes, there is a responsibility to some degree to all of those questions. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just very clear now that to be these people who we feel we need to be, we can't have a church like... Yeah. We thought we could. Yeah. I think that is, and that's where the two frustrations come in line. That's right. where it's like, well, you can't have an American evangelical church. Right. That also feels a prophetic responsibility mm-hmm. to speak some truth in love to the American evangelical yeah. church. To them. Right. <laughs> Not right. to, because, and, and honestly, you know, I've, I've, said this to a couple of friends here recently like 
Honestly, whenever I think about being persecuted as an American Christian, and Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted, expect to be persecuted. I think we have to be really honest about the the reality that you're never going to be persecuted for being an, a cultural American Christian. If anything, you're afforded more privileges for that. Mm-hmm. You might be persecuted by the church itself if you ever turn around and say, hey, you're capable of something better than this. You yeah. can do better than this. You could make the world, you could be light to this world. You could be a city on a hill mm. and it seems a little bit more, you look a little more like a dark cloud hanging over the field right now mm. I know a song than a city on a hill. That's like really that. good. Talks about that. <laughs> I think there is a responsibility and that is, it comes from my place of love and respect for these people. Like there's people that I care about so deeply in the church and both pastors and lay people and people in leadership and, and people who handed me my faith that I have so much respect for and I love them so much. And I came away in a lot of ways. I didn't come away with the doctrine they handed to me because the doctrine that they handed to me in a lot of ways did not align with the character that they had. Mm. They looked more loving to me than the God they were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line for yeah. me. And, and I also see like the problems with that, that I can't capitalize the G in the real God and lowercase the G in the fake God whenever I'm talking. And sometimes people hear that and you're right. like, you're saying God is fake. You're saying they served a fake God. And, and I'm saying, you know, if their God didn't look like Jesus, then maybe, mm. maybe if your God is meaner than you, then maybe your God is fake. If your God would do things to enemies that you wouldn't do that are harsher than you would, then maybe you've got a God that, that bears revisiting Mm. that perhaps following Jesus would require the repentance or would at least. Well, I, do you think it's, it's because I love these people. If I hated these people and hated this church, I would just leave it. But it's because I have so much respect and love for the thing that, Mm -hmm. for the people who did hand me this, I look at them and I'm like, but it's not a God that's fake. It's not a, that's not, I think I I definitely have a hard time hearing you say all of those things most of the time because to me because God is not it's more of the person that needs to to be to be re- what's rep- what's the right word for repentance there <laughs> that needs to repentant? be repentant thank you <laughs> um because God yeah. God's fine. Right. God's established. Right. The same God, yesterday, yeah, yeah. today, and forever. Right. And he right. looks like Jesus. Right. So if God looks like Jesus, your God is more angry than you, then maybe we need to take a step back and say, okay, why would I, why would I not? Yeah. Is it possible that I have created God in my image? Yeah. Yeah. As Thank opposed you. to letting right. God create me in his. Right. Um, and at times it has felt to me like we don't just create God in our image. We create God in the image. I, we got to pause. I'm sorry. So, uh, so that's the question, I guess, you know, like I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I don't, I don't want to be, um, perceived as such either but i am in a conundrum (laughs) where yeah where i want to be committed to 
this way of Jesus that my parents taught me, that my churches growing up taught me, Mm -hmm. while also being opposed to some of the other things um, that kind of got mixed in with it. Some some American cultural values and some 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 whiteness, Mm -hmm. some Appalachian culture stuff. Um, a lot of it not bad and a lot of it is is a little bit mm-hmm. bad and, and does need to be separated um, but uh, I would love to have a community of people um, around me working to reconcile that I think yeah I would love for conversations to be able to continue um, that are designed to do that that mm-hmm. are like designed to say we don't want to to sound mean towards anybody, to sound rude towards... I mean, it's like that, that thing we listened to together the other day on the road about, like, you know, Christianity has a reputation problem. Mm. Um, and that is just objectively true at the moment. Yeah. Like, there, there is a... There, there is data that bears that out, statistics that bear that out. And then also, I think, you know, a lot of what we perceive as, like, this is it. This is the final great persecution... Um, isn't really the persecution as much as it is maybe the hand of God mm-hmm. calling for repentance, inviting us to repentance. Like maybe some of the ways that we find ourselves in tension um, with the culture around us. And it's such a weird thing for Christians to yeah. actually consider well, that maybe hard... the culture is right about some things. Like maybe yeah. God is using right. the world around us to say, I was just you getting ready to say to... that's a very, very hard thing to accept and and actually hear and listen to. If you are, if you feel like you're doing what the Bible says or what Jesus says to do, but everyone around you, the people you're actually trying to reach yeah. is saying, no, thanks. I don't want to be a part of that. Right. If your if your good news has everybody saying that doesn't sound so good, to yeah, me. then you're. I think as Christians, our 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 immediate response is, well, I got to pray harder for them, or they they really need Jesus. Then if they're rejecting it, or yeah, like it's easy to point the finger at at them, versus t- taking taking a step back and saying, okay, have we gotten something wrong along the way? Yeah, have things did things start out really? I don't know if they started out probably not like I don't I mean they did when Jesus was Yeah, well, I mean from uh, Jesus's time. But I just like things have been handed down mm-hmm. and they, you know, like with anything it just gets over time it just changes and shifts and it gets a little muddy. It gets yeah. muddy and maybe we need to take a step back. And, and what we what I'm what I feel like I'm finding and what I feel like an entire generation of people are deciding and seeing is that the way of Jesus is actually still transcendent Mm -hmm. and compelling and fantastic and useful here. Like Mm -hmm. the way of Jesus is useful here. Yeah. But it contrasts with American evangelicalism in some very distinct and specific ways. We have some cultural identity markers yeah. that are not the way of Jesus. Right. And that seem to be the way of Jesus. That seem to be the way of Jesus because all we've we're so ever cultural. known yeah. and that's all our parents and grandparents have ever known. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Then you have 
um, a season like the one that we've just come through as a as a nation where um, we even still have, and I'm not I'm not going to go into the throes of the the controversial different opposite opposing sides of this, but we do have um, very much a church that was in opposition uh, by and large to the efforts of the nation to slow or end mm. the spread of a pandemic. Like the, the, the nation around us was saying, let's not have school. Mm-hmm. Let's not get kids together. Let's not go in the, let's not allow a certain amount of people into the grocery stores. And then they said like the church can, if you want to, and most of the churches were saying, well, we were going to anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and, and again, anecdotally, we all know churches that didn't, but this is again, where we're talking about the reputation issue right. more so than, than, who do you know who actually did mm-hmm. um, pay attention to these things? Who was in the news getting fined? <laughs> who was, yeah. Th- and that's the holding. thing. That's the reputation. Is, and yeah. that's not to say like all Christians did this. It may even have been that Christianity as a lar- as a whole, you know, did what was useful. And I did see churches that were feeding people that needed food yeah, and, yeah. and taking, like I did see the church showing up, but also there was, all, there was another section of it mm. that, it seems that we are reluctant to want to separate ourselves from mm-hmm. some of those who would consider themselves ourselves. It's kind of, the, it's the same thing. We'll say one, con- why not just end on something a little bit controversial? <laughs> it's the same, and we can cut this out. We'll put it at the end so that it's easy to cut off. Oh, end. right, right. Um, it's the same thing that happened for me personally. Whenever I saw white Christians, Christian brothers and sisters, and, and even a lot of pastors take to Facebook during Black Lives Matter protests, frustrated at property damage. And none of them on January 7th, 2021, taking to Facebook frustrated about property damage. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. When they saw someone marching for black rights, there was one reaction. Right? Yeah. And then whenever they saw white people marching for largely white rights there was not the same verbiage around it mm-hmm. and that is not to say that anyone who did that is racist or anything that is to say i we can separate ourselves we can draw a line in the sand and say there are some who call themselves the people of the risen jesus who do not represent the way of jesus mm-hmm. This is actually something and that prophetically the New Testament told us would happen. Mm-hmm. There would be them, there would be some, there would be those who would come claiming and declaring the name of Jesus while they did things that didn't look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it would be important for us to distinguish ourselves. Yeah. But if we did that, we would lose a lot of power. Yeah. We would lose a lot of voting unity. We would lose people from our churches. We would lose our jobs. We would lose our jobs. <laughs> Megan, do you have anything to close on? Um, you need to close in such I a just, way that just in case we just cut out that whole section, that it also makes sense without it. I don't think we'll cut out that I'm section. just kidding. <laughs> I, I think this is a really important conversation to have. I feel like we could probably even do it next week again. Um, we could get a little more specific. Could I could put some more, notes down and yeah. say, let's make sure we cover this ground and that ground. Because I think, I, I mean, maybe it's just good therapy for us and maybe no one really needs to listen. I don't know. Yeah. But um, if you and I are the only people that listen to the podcast, maybe this would be useful. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think it's, 
uh, important that we try to explain, I don't know, just like the reasonings behind yeah. all of of the frustration or the anger that may be yeah. present um, or seem like it is present because it, it could be hard to remember that if you're just seeing that, it's hard to like maybe remember that we're doing this because we feel like this is what Jesus is calling us. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, the same guiding light that we felt that gave us the urge to start a church that gave us the urge to, to move across the country Mm. to be a part of churches in yeah. Georgia and St. Louis and Kentucky and and ultimately to to start one mm-hmm. in Virginia. It's the same guiding light that yeah. is um and it really hasn't even I mean there are there are aspects of it and and elements of it that have kind of grown and developed and you know priorities have shifted in it but a lot of it hasn't really changed that much. We've only changed the way that we've talked about it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think you're right. I think us taking a moment to sort of say um we're not opposed to you we're not against you and anyone who has found anything that we've said offensive or or like it sounded personal um i want you to know that uh i recognize fully that any anger that i ever have is ultimately anger with myself <laughs> hmm. i it starts with me that i am in tension with my own relationship to this stuff um my own cultural awareness my own upbringing my own like personhood Mm -hmm. is at odds at times with the way of jesus and if i claim to be committed to the way of jesus um then yeah there are going to be times when i'm frustrated right what the way of jesus teaches and then there's going to be times when i'm frustrated that other people are saying this is the way of jesus when it's not Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's a yeah so we want to continue talking uh, through Mark for anybody who caught last week's um, podcast. Uh, that That is still the plan, mm-hmm. um, but there were just enough people in my life <laughs> asking the question, why are you, why do you sound a little mad? And there are people, let me just be clear, there are people who are happy that I'm mad um, more yeah. than, more than not. Let me, I'll just say that outright. Like there are more people who are saying, I'm so glad you're mad at that because I've been mad at that for forever. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you're frustrated by that because I was wondering why pastors aren't frustrated. Like there are more people on that side than there are on the other. But I want to address the, anything that sounds like anger or unrepentant anger. I want to address it Mm -hmm. from both sides and sort of say like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not carrying around something that. I think is ruining my life, but I, but I am in tension with something. I, mm-hmm. and I think you are too. Yeah. I, I keep saying I, and the name of this episode was why is Drew so mad? Maybe next week it'd be like, why well, is Megan so mad? Nobody's asked me why I'm so mad. Though, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good and bad though. Even when you're mad, you're sweet. Mm, yeah. Real sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Uh, Let this be the start of a conversation. 